here? Why are you here? As I'm sitting writing some notes for this podcast, as usual, I'm beginning by getting into God's presence in worship. How great thou art is playing in the background as my usual custom since the end of last year. It was an unfitful sleep last night and I'm running behind. My wife is snoozing on the couch. Her ailments seem to grow by the week. As I look at her, I wonder, why are we here, Lord? What's our role? What do you want us to do in our golden years? I'm thinking that soon she and I will be walking in the front yard of our mansion in heaven. Everything will be different. So often, older folks can feel like they serve no purpose any longer. But we're here, and I believe God wants us to pass on what we've learned in this journey called life. As I've waged spiritual warfare this past year, like you, I've struggled and studied and fought to crystallize how to respond to what the last 12 months have brought to us. God has a purpose for each one of us on this earth. Today on Life Journeys, Pastor Hardika talks about making daily decisions, establishing our thoughts, and setting goals based upon why we are here. We don't want regrets at the end of our days. Stephen Jobs, the founder or father, I should say, I guess, of the Apple Corporation, was called one day when he was working for Pepsi. The caller asked if he wanted to come and work for Apple, and he said, no, but thanks. Then he was asked a simple question. Do you want to make sugar water for the rest of your life, or do you want to change the world? Of course, he wanted to work for Apple. His net worth before he died was $7 billion. However, in the last days of his life, he realized that reputation and money mean nothing when you consider what your future now holds. He was apparently shaken to the core. During the last year, I've battled greatly with what's happening in America, and I've done so at the unmistakable invitation of the Holy Spirit last February. I educated myself on the myth of America being one of the most racist countries in the world, also on the political climate, on the corruption and fraud, on COVID, and mostly on where you will be 100 years from now, where my family will be, and on what God was doing in my own life. Here's what I know for sure about you and about me. Are you ready? This, concerning America's condition right now and where you live and why you exist in this time. Saints, learn to strike at the heart. Learn to go for the very center of what is corrupting America, that which causes everything else to be distorted, the human heart. Learn to find the prize of the ultimate goal of God for men and then love them in faithfulness unto death if necessary. Learn to look beyond the faults of men and see the need. Then, Minister to that need without enabling the fault. In other words, don't minister to them as victims. Win the right to be heard. Learn to put on the armor of God so that you may faithfully be a vessel and ambassador for Jesus Christ, that you may bear His image and not give in to the anger and bitterness that has so consumed America. You are not here to represent right politics right ideologies, constitutions of men, or financial 
methodologies of nations. Take care lest in trying to convince men how wrong their politics are, you also convince them that Jesus is a myth. You represent him as an ambassador and do not have the right to represent democracy, Republicans, presidents, or social agendas unless that's your career calling. If God calls you to address the errors of men as you see them, make sure that in doing so you are building the soul and not tearing apart the spirit of men. The goal of God is a right heart, filled with his peace and purity by faith in him alone. Jesus didn't come to take down the Roman Empire. He came to build the kingdom of the heart and of heaven. What good is the sobriety of a former alcoholic if he still goes to hell? What good is the recovery of a fallen nation's economy and politics if their citizens are made twice the sons of Satan? What American government we have is of no use if the claim of the grave finds us wanting in eternity. We must come to the understanding that this battle over corrupt politics and power is only the surface description of the need of men's hearts to come out of the darkness of spiritual bondage. Right now I know this. God is going to bring America to its knees. Are you fighting his agenda? Or are you in agreement that our nation's humbling is a good and necessary thing? We must win souls for heaven. Not the Republican Party, the Democrats, or the capitalists, or the socialists. As those born again, we represent Jesus and do not have the right to our opinions above his commandment to us. But as ambassadors, we are to speak what our heavenly commander-in-chief calls us to. Here's the biblical example of faith first, followed by obedience. It's not the other way around. We can't judge a nation until we have first given them the power of God to change. When Abraham was called to go to Canaan by God, he would first learn to believe and to trust him. When Israel was called out of Egypt, they were first taught to have faith in God's deliverance and provision. Then, he taught them his commandments, which showed us all why we needed faith in the first place. When Jesus came, he demonstrated the reality, power, and the mercy of God, as he did. As he did, he also called them to see their problem. There was sin in the human heart that needed something only God could supply. Now, Obedience to God's commandments showed both God and man if their faith was real. Faith also demonstrated that men did not have the power to live in liberty, and that they needed a Savior, and that God willingly loved them enough to deliver them and to keep them. Faith said that we know we can't do it without you, Lord. The beauty of that is men's salvation has always been an act of God by His mercy and grace. It is not by our works, our morality, and our goodness. You see, this is the challenge of the day as ambassadors for Christ, to speak and to demonstrate that we can achieve God's best and trust Him only by His mercy and His power. When this nation comes up against the values of the kingdom of God, but they do not know that they can only meet those standards by faith, 
And when they do not realize that faith takes humility and honesty, then they rebel against those standards as we see in America today. God first shows that He exists and that He is able. Then He shows the obstacles in the human heart that must be overcome by His ability, and then He asks men if they are willing. Our task is to communicate God's reality and ability first. Then we can talk about our obstacles that have created our need for freedom, followed by the question, will you accept God's help and give your life to Him instead of this world? You see, we do need to win the right to be heard. Before us lies the task as the people of God to minister to others as God did to us. The best way to do that is to honestly describe how you found the mercy of God and the need for a Savior, and then live that way. As for me, I refuse to live by the life goal to prove myself to be the best that I can be as an example of dedication and hard work. I will fail often in life as a human being. I'm not called or created to be perfect in myself. I need God's life in me. When I work hard, it needs to be to glorify God, not me. When I was hopelessly selfish and unable to live for God, I had the good fortune of knowing it. My life had brought me to my knees, so that one day the Holy Spirit showed up in my room, and when He did, I knew He was showing me His power and forgiveness. That day, everything changed because He became, by His invitation, the author and creator of my faith. He did it. He made Himself real. In the book of Revelation, as Satan is drawn into battle, it says about the saints, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and the word of their testimony. And so it is today, that our trust in God's sacrifice on the cross, and our personal evidence of receiving Christ, will defeat the power of our greatest adversary. Here is where we strike at the heart of America's problem, 